Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Wendy Sellers, the HR lady and JC. Hey, hi. We're here talking about work-life balance. Our first episode was about the fact that it's different for everybody. So don't let anybody tell you what work-life balance is for all of your employees, because it really is going to mean something different for everybody. Wendy, as we started talking about this, some of the research uh, definitely rose to the top. And uh, there were some things that you had brought up prior to us recording here that I find extremely intriguing. I'd like to share immediately. You know, many companies don't provide flexible time off at all. According to a poll of 200 prominent corporations in the banking technology and digital media industries, and that was conducted by U.S. News, only 20% provide unlimited PTO. Around 15% of those are technology firms. 39% of the 200 employers polled do not provide unlimited PTO, and 40% do not advertise their policy at all. And as a result, when job hunting, it's critical to inquire about these things. Now, flexible time off, it's a great place to start when we're thinking about this discussion. And flexible time off, it's a workplace benefit that provides employees with paid time off to do whatever they choose. Flexible time off can be used as a sick day, vacation day, or maybe time to go run errands, or even stay home for a mental health day. You don't find that everywhere, but you do find it a lot more places now than you ever did before. Yeah, good point there, JC. If you don't have some kind of flexibility in the time off policy, uh, you're probably going to struggle if you're not already going to continue struggling with just attracting employees, but definitely retaining them. You know, flexible time off. I like what you just said it is a. Uh, you know, to do whatever they want, right? It's really none of your business why they have time off. If they've asked for time off and you've approved it, it's none of your business what they're doing. If they're, you know, uh, going on vacation and have snowball fights, if they're doing having surgery, you know, within reason, of course, or it's because there are some policies, other policies and laws that need to be complied there. But if somebody asks for time off, whether it's two hours, a half a day or a full day, it's not up to you to decide necessarily if the reason is good enough. I would definitely, you know, if you were my client, I would say get as flexible as possible. There are some companies that say you have to take days off in full day increments, if at all possible, um, within reason, meaning safety reasons and, and things like that. You know, try to get a little bit more flexible to say half days off and not just full days off. That makes sense? Absolutely does. And when we think about where employees or even those that are in management at the at the organization could refer to things like this, it really should be written down in an employee handbook or at least HR knows what's going on, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk about the putting the all the policies in writing in the last section of this podcast here. Um, one thing that I did want to share 
is just a survey uh, from U.S. News, and they surveyed 200 large companies, which, let's face it, 200 isn't that big of a number, but it was interesting that it was companies in finance, technology, and digital media. So for the most part, probably a lot of salaried and professional people, not all the, all the roles, uh, but of the people that were surveyed, of the companies, I'm sorry, that were surveyed, only 20% offered unlimited PTO. I'm okay with that. You don't have to offer unlimited PTO um, and it doesn't have to be unlimited flexible PTO. It could be, hey, you're, you can have PTO, but it has to be scheduled. Unlimited PTO has its, has its perks for sure. What I have found out through surveys is that with the unlimited PTO, you're gonna get some people that abuse it and then you're gonna get some people that are afraid to take it at all because they're they don't know where the constraints are oh, what yeah. is your experience you know have you heard anything about unlimited pto and their use you know i i actually used to be with an organization where it was unlimited and uh we really didn't take much time off i'm not even gonna lie and even when you did have that time off you were still on call in a way uh, because you were so critically important to the environment yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting <laughs> culture shift when you finally land with an organization that has a lot of flexibility in the workplace. And, you know, in its ideal form, Wendy, flexible working, it does enable workers to set their own working hours, their schedules, or maybe even their locations, depending on what's going on. Really is. I, the one thing that I, you just mentioned, and I thought that was really key, is you know, be mindful of the example that you're setting. So if you are a supervisor, a manager, a team lead, a project manager, and somebody on your team says, hey, I'm going to enact my time off policy, whether it was planned or not, you know, you shouldn't be calling them after hours. You should be saying, hey, I'm sending them emails, but I'm going to stick it in my draft for now and not send it till they come back. Or you should set the expectation with them that you're on vacation. You do not have to answer this. You are just being copied for when you come back. Better yet, I love this policy is where companies say, no, you're not required to put your email on your phone. Yeah, even better, right? Yeah. So when you're at Disney or at a beach or unfortunately cleaning up from a natural disaster, you're not worried about the company email. because You're like, my teammates have my back just like I do when they have the time off. <laughs> yeah. Wait said, a second. Sorry. I got to stop taking down the drywall right now and answer this <laughs> answer this email. You know, I'll get back to you'd be my house. surprised though. No, I There's know. I know. People probably out there trying to whatever, give birth to a baby, build a house, and <laughs> their bosses are texting them on their day off. I've got a real quick one for you just to finish some of the definitions here. And uh, typical examples of flexible employment arrangements include remote working, that's performing a role at home or somewhere else off-site. Job sharing, that's when two or more employees share the hours of one full-time position. Flex time, this could be simply setting their own start and finish times or having complete autonomy over how and when they complete their weekly workload. You have part-time work, is the most popular form of flexible working. These people perform their duties and are paid for fewer hours than those in full-time roles. Semester time work. You don't see it everywhere, but it does exist. It allows employees to take paid leave or unpaid leave during the school vacation. Compressed working hours. Reallocating the work week into fewer but longer blocks of time. 
We could talk about that more in a bit, I'm sure. Reduced work weeks is also another one, Wendy, that abandons the traditional five-day work week and allows employees to work fewer days for the same amount of pay. Yeah, four-day work week. Oh, boy, we could uh, we could talk about that forever because everybody else is talking about it right now. It's one of those competitive advantages that in a, a company offers to employees. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, articles, a lot of uh, pro pro you know, four-day work week. And there's, there's also a lot of companies and people that say, no, I want my folks to work five-day. Here's what I say to my clients. I'm not, I don't really care what you want. I, I care what the, the candidates want. Otherwise, you're not going to have employees. Now, there it is. if you are open five days, six days, seven days, because you have clients and customers, you know, five, six, seven days, that's when you can get a little bo- little uh, creative with, okay, you over here, Joe, you work these four days. Wendy, you work these four days. And they cross over. So they're maybe still working 30, 35, 40 hours, even more. But all your customers are taken care of. Does it require a lot more work for management? Absolutely. But if you are confused on where to get started with, uh, you know, addressing work-life balance, uh, flexible time, a flexible work schedules, flexible time off is a starting point. Just don't confuse flexible time and flexible hours with uh, unlimited time off, for example. Although that would be great too. Um, know that regardless if you have a set amount of time off or unlimited, Flexible or not, you still got to manage your people. You still got to say, hey, what's the project schedule like? And no, I'm going to have to decline your time off for X day. Or, yep, you can take the whole next week off. Not a problem whatsoever. We will be back in a moment, and we want to be talking about some benefits that you could throw in that you can get creative with to help improve your work-life balance. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.